0: Yeah, I don't know how to combat that. <laughs> Cuz this is all just No, rubs. I didn't. <laughs> no, uh, I didn't do no, so. Uh. <laughs> and you've implied it twice now so that just makes it Yep, it's fact that's what Silas did.
1: Yep. I can't wait until there's the uh, Silas Jack's shippers. Oh, no. No, no,
0: no, no Silas oh, Jack no. shippers. Oh, no. No. Yeah.
2: Yep, it's gonna happen. Not I'm really again. sorry,
0: Skelly. Poor Silas, he keeps getting shipped with all the male characters.
2: <laughs> but Jack is ace. Sarhane isn't male. Oh,
0: that's true. There are Sarhane trippers. I forgot there are Sarhane trippers. That's right.
2: I mean, it can't be worse than Team Corbus, so, you know, do your worst, EchoWars fans. <laughs>
1: Uh, I'll make sure to put that in the uh, in the Patreon chat just so you know. Um
0: But this would be like a thing to put maybe not in the episode but just in general uh let me let me see if i can find it so we're having a discussion here because i ate too hot pizza and i bit it with my mouth and it burned my mouth as you do
1: as opposed to eating it with with what your your eyes shut your mouth <laughs> and Hi, there was no sorry Skelly what were you saying go go you're good uh,
2: there, there was initially some we're not really sure what's going on here well I wasn't really sure what's going on here because I had understood Stephen is having this pizza for breakfast and I was just like whoa 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 you don't eat pizza so hot it burns your mouth for breakfast those are the rules I don't make them but it turns out that this was more of a lunch type situation just relative to when he woke up this morning no
1: he woke up at like 11 o'clock so breakfast is within like the first two hours of waking up this was not a lunch pizza he literally took the pizza out of the freezer put it into the oven to make an a, a pizza for breakfast
0: Okay, just so we're clear, uh, if Burger King, McDonald's, and Wendy's all consider it to be lunchtime, it's fucking lunchtime. That's not up to me. Society has dictated it is lunchtime at that point in time.
2: <laughs> McDonald's Counterpoint. I don't know if, yeah, there, there's all-day breakfast now, at least here McDonald's has all-day breakfast now, and so does a and I don't
0: need any of your f- attitudes. A&W has breakfast? Yeah, it's awesome. It's my favorite. What?
1: We're gonna have to go to A and W for breakfast now.
0: That we can't go to A and W. So our A and W uh, is currently closed because they're. Uh, it's just. It's a nightmare. That place is a fucking nightmare.
1: Is it currently closed? Yes. Oh. It
0: is. It is a Long John Silver's and A and W, and the Long John Silver's that used to be downtown exploded. That's no longer there anymore. That that building has just been slowly written off, and now the A and W Long John Silver's uptown is uh, also. Just rundown and garbage. I don't know what it is.
2: Huh. Like, AW is pretty popular in at least on the prairies portion of Western Canada. Like, you go into any AW, and that's where you're going to find all, like, you know, the senior citizens hanging out, and, and the farmers hanging out, and the contractors hanging out. It's just like it, it's the place you, you go and hang out and they have a good breakfast and there's one at the uh there's one at the mall nearby and never and the nice old franchise owner always like calls me nice names like like sweetie and stuff but it's not creepy. Oh that's,
1: that's nice. That's always nice. Yeah. When some when somebody says like, Oh hey honey without it yeah, being Yeah, he's like,
2: like he's eight. always just happy to see people.
1: He's showing me a bit. What, what is this? What is, is that this a link ominous link? chanting? <laughs> it's children reciting this poem called Pizza Mouth.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm not f- crazy. <laughs> Give me I, a link. I, 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 hang on. This is 11 years ago.
2: <laughs> wow, this is like totally not creepy at all. Am I right?
0: Pizza Mouth.
1: <laughs> Pizza Mouth. Pizza Mouth. Pizza <laughs> Mouth.
0: <laughs> Summon in the great beast, Pizza Mouth.
1: <laughs> you say Pizza Mouth three times while looking at yourself in the mirror, he appears.
0: <laughs> the new Candyman reboot is not good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh,
2: man. see this is why you eat your pizza cold this is if there's any argument (laughs) for eating cold Cold pizza pizza. what what a
0: nightmare i can't do cold pizza Uh,
2: that's okay mr skeleton can't either he'd be all about the reheated leftovers
0: yeah, you gotta you gotta heat there's, them up. Yeah,
1: there's some leftovers I can eat cold, but a majority of them have to be like reconstituted in some way.
2: No, nah.
1: like what? Like pizza? I kind of like like some lukewarm, soggy pizza. Um, <laughs> shake your head at me. No, I,
0: I like my, my my pizza to be as hot as possible, Mm-mm. and then to be uh, like you know, like bubbling hot cheese on top and then that just awful brick on the inside where you have to like crunch through it no. and it turns to just brick dust in your mouth. Mm. No, I oh, hate Oh, God, that. yeah.
2: This uh, I'm learning all sorts of new things about you this morning and I, I, I don't know if I like it.
0: No one does. It's fine. Uh, I've, made, <laughs> I've made these decisions. I like my pizza blackened. If I could have it that way, I would. So I used to work at a pizza place uh, way, way back when. And we, you can
1: say which
0: pizza. No, no, it was before I worked at Little Caesars. Oh, okay. And so, uh, when I worked there, uh, Napoli Pizza in Philadelphia, for anyone listening who's in Philly, don't go there. It sucked. Uh, <laughs> <Shops> <laughs> like, their pizza fired. was not good. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I can hit them right now. They're, your pizza is trash, and I know for a fact you're not good at your jobs. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> All but right, the well, one- if
2: I do end up coming to PAX... I, we'll, I'm we'll not all go going to Napoli. Napoli pizza
0: We'll all go to Napoli and I will no, just stand No, I'll refuse, I'll throw stage like in a
2: sit-in In the hotel or something
0: like, <laughs> I worked there And they gave me free stuff all the time And I still uh, would not go back there Even if the food was free at this point in time It just, like, they were nice enough people But they did not know how to make good pie And, but one of the things that they would do is they would have slices. So, you know, they would make a slice pie, you'd Mm. cut it up into slices and people could take slices. So uh, I would take the slices from up in the window and I would scrape everything off of it and throw all that away. So like a cheese slice, scrape everything off, put just the crust back in so the crust gets nice and blackened and then put new stuff on it and redo the whole thing. Cause I like, I like a crispy crust, man. I like a crispy crust. That's why I like thin crust. It's so good.
1: Uh, so we're going to be doing this entire show without Silas, uh, because he needs to move out immediately.
2: (laughs) 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 How dare you? Uh. Um. Okay,
0: if you're listening out there, if you are a fan of the show, and you have at any point in time heard the song Pizza Mouth, or the the poem Pizza Mouth, (laughs) fucking let us know, please, because... I cannot find the actual poem itself other than those weird kids chanting it. And I would love to have that discussion.
2: Oh, man. This, uh... This goes deep. This, this goes real deep. <laughs>
0: goes this, this is what it is to be a part of the podcast. See, this is what you're missing out on, Skelly, is all this fucking nonsense. I swear to God.
2: She's not missing out, I promise. <laughs> No, I'm totally missing out, and and I'm frankly offended that you didn't bring me in on this sooner. <laughs> You're right; it it has been a tragedy that uh, that you haven't
1: been on sooner.
0: Although, if we brought her on sooner, would the pizza mouth story have even happened? Who knows? There's pizza only a thirty percent chance like... I had pizza for breakfast each day.
2: Thirty percent's <laughs> not
1: bad. That's not have... bad. Steven gets free pizza from work sometimes. I do. So, like, when he's working overnights, if he gets hungies, he'll just, like, order a free pizza.
2: How many jobs have you had in your relatively short life that provide you with free pizza on a regular basis? So,
0: uh, let's see. I worked at uh, Napoli Pizza, and I got Uh free pizza there, yeah. And then I worked at Little Caesars. I was Mm -hmm. the manager of Little Caesars for a year. And I got a lot of free pizza there. And, and then now I work at a hotel and I get free pizza from there sometimes because the way it works is if people bring over like, hey, I'm Domino's, I'm delivering. They have a thing called a pizza sheet because we're recommending them to people. So they'll give us free pizzas for recommending people. And it's uh, it's a weird thing.
2: Is this something that you like actively seek out as job perks when looking for work? Or is this just like the universe watching out for you?
0: I feel like it might be the universe watching. I didn't think before that it could be, but now I'm wondering: has has, has the universe always cared?
2: Is that uh, why it know? taught me
0: about Pizza Mouth at a young age, so that way it could prepare me for what it had in store?
2: You know, like, you know, when it comes to the big things in life, I'm not a big believer in coincidence, and this sounds like a pretty big thing in life.
0: So I'm not a big fan of coincidence either. I also normally don't believe in, like, ghosts and family ancestors and stuff like that, but maybe my great ancestors are all looking out for me, making sure I'm getting free pizza. (coughs) I mean,
2: did any of them work for a pizza joint?
0: What if my family invented pizza, and this is the way, this is God's way of telling me.
2: Someone needs to do some ancestry uh, genealogy wibbly wobbly stats. Alright,
0: so things are actually getting weird now that I'm starting to think about it because one of the first places, and we've talked about this previously, mm-hmm. uh, that my mom worked at was a pizza shop.
1: Oh, she worked no. at
0: Alfredo's Pizza in Rio Grande.
1: Oh, no. And when
0: she worked there, uh, I would go there all the time, and that's where I played pizza? Golden Axe. Oh. Because I, I, I mentioned that was my favorite video game that was the arcade cabinet. Man, that's fucking weird. It's getting real weird now.
1: So, hi, my name's Rebecca. Yeah, we need to get
0: this show on the goddamn road.
1: We don't have time for Rebecca and Steve intro.
0: We need to get to the bottom of this. I'm gonna start making some calls. We're gonna find out now how deep the pizza hole goes.
2: Let me know if you need a hand, man. I'm here for you. I'm invested. Alright, yeah, let's get the show going and uh, save Um, Rebecca her sanity or what's left of it at this point.
0: (laughs) She doesn't want to get off the call now, because she knows as soon as we get off the call, this becomes my obsession. Who cares about this week's episode? We need to get to the bottom of this pizza. (laughs) Kevin Capona in (laughs) Pizza Caper.
1: (laughs) Uh
0: all right yeah we should and actually, today we have no, no no let's actually let's actually come in <laughs> i don't
2: know what we want here <laughs> i don't know anymore let's have an intro that is unsullied by pizza yeah, <laughs> there look. will never be an intro right. unsullied by pizza
0: <laughs> all right yeah, pretend we're professional here we go wild. here we go okay
1: <clears throat> Hello, my name's Rebecca. And I'm Steve. And today with us, we have a wonderful guest, popular blogger. Can I say that? Can I say you're a popular bro- blogger? Uh, the lost skeleton, also known as Ellie, I don't know your last name.
2: It's Runnels. Ellie Runnels. Runnels. Yes. Man,
1: I'm really bad about people's last names, because I don't ever use them. That's
0: fine. I'm really bad about first names, because uh, mm. I just always go, hey, it's Skelly, you know? It's or listening. joseph it's just chaos you know it's Noah, just yeah
2: i i don't know if you can call me a popular blogger but but i do the thing on the internets so for those not informed
1: skelly how do you want me to refer to you during this entire thing i'm just gonna refer to you as skelly because that's
2: who you are to me
0: yeah it doesn't matter what <laughs> you want we're gonna refer to you however <laughs> <we feel like laughs> it. you've been changed now
2: i will accept my fate with dignity
1: you write a Savage Worlds Eberron story blog. Is that how we would... I, that's how I describe it. I have
0: no idea what you're looking at me like... I, like like I'm you gonna, know things? I'm going to jump in here and be like, well, no, technically, I'd call it... No, yeah, absolutely, Eberron you know, story blog.
2: I, I pitched it as... When I joined the Savage Worlds Media Network, I pitched as a, quote, adventure blog. Because, you know, I also do mechanics articles and stuff. And uh, that's what... Pinnacle ran with when they gave me a shout-out on their website, so let's go with Adventure Blog. Adventure Blog. blog. Sounds very dashing. It also
1: like, it sounds very dashing, but it could also be like middle-class white people (laughs) who have gone to the Grand Canyon once.
0: Oh, yeah, I I was gonna (laughs) imagine, like, you know, live, laugh, love, just written on the wall. It's an Adventure Blog.
1: Oh, Our no. adventure through life
0: I spent some time uh, in Zill, and now I'd like to dress like I'm from Zill. <laughs> no no please don't do that don't don't do that That's <laughs> awful but tell us about your adventure blog <laughs> don't, just give us give us a little <laughs> <laughs> well
2: it is called Tales from Savage Eperon, and uh it just kinda... It just kind of happened, you know, I I never intended to to be a blogger or a content creator or whatever you want to call me at this point in time, but about, well actually, exactly a year ago last week, I had my first session with an absolutely fantastic group of people. I fell in with, uh, after after the GM posted an LFG on, on the Big Eberron Discord server. And I kind of, uh, right off the bat just sort of fell into the role of unofficial chronicler where I was, uh, you know, I was writing up the post session recaps, but doing them with that sort of storytelling bent rather than just having like a bullet list of notes or anything like that. And, uh, at first it was pretty kind of basic stuff where I, I wasn't even taking notes during the sessions, I was just running off memory and just doing it up the next day. And I started, I was really excited about this campaign, you know, it was, it was an amazing table, I was having fun right from the get-go. So I started sharing, you know, sharing those stories, sharing those recaps in, uh, on the Upron Discord where there's a channel just for that kind of purpose. And after a few months, those recaps got progressively longer and more detailed. And I started talking about kind of what what happened behind the scenes of the sessions in terms of fun mechanics that, you know, that made this stand out as different from playing Eberron in, in d t or stuff like that. And it was all getting kind of long and, and unwieldy, you know. It was definitely Wall of Text territory. (laughs) Back in, gosh, I guess it was back in March of this year, um, Christian Serrano, who uh, some of you might know as a former co-host of Manifest Zone, who some of you may also know as having kind of been the voice of Savage Eberron for long before I came on the scene. He, I guess he'd been lurking... Game the GameTales channel because you know he messaged me and and was like, "Hey, have you you know you thought about turning turning these stories into a blog? You know, more people would see it. It would be really cool. Let's uh let's spread the good word of Savage Eberron You know, at, at every opportunity. And uh, I was just like, I I guess I could do that as a favor if you really want me to." but, uh, this seems pretty niche, and I, you know, I don't think anyone's actually gonna read it, you know, there's, like, the five people on on the Ebron Discord who like my stories, you know, but, uh, I I guess I could turn it into a blog, and Kristen was just like, yes, yes, you should, and then, and he was also managing the Savage Worlds Media Network at the time, and he was like, yeah, and I'll, you know, I'll fold you into this, We'll, we'll tweet you, we'll you know, we'll get the word out on on our end, too. And I was just like, oh. okay, you know, it doesn't-, it doesn't cost me anything. Well, I mean, it, it cost me 15 bucks. I registered a domain name, but, you know. <laughs> I, you know, I already had this massive Google Doc where I save all my recaps, so, you know, wasn't a ton of work to get it off the ground. And, uh, so that was what i did and i i advertised it on reddit i advertised it on on the savage worlds discord and you know a lot you know aside from which also uh christian was bumping it up on twitter i know you guys were bumping it up on twitter and within the first week of launch um I had something like three to four hundred views.
0: Very nice.
2: And it, yeah, like, you know, at at the one, you know, on the one hand, I was like, okay, well, I I guess this might make sense. Because at that point, I had 35 weeks worth of content from, from this campaign that I, you know, that I published... I published all at once, you know, just backdated it for archival purposes to be easier to find and and sort, but there was, it started with a lot to read with the promise of there being weekly content in, you know, going forward, and I was, you know, I saw this traffic and I was just like, oh, what's going on here, you know? where where did this come from why are people <laughs> why are so many people reading <laughs> what is happening here and um you know kind of kind of fast forward to you know to now at, at the beginning of august and there's only been like two or three days where it's gotten no traffic whatsoever and it this it's a bit strange, you know, still kinda. Um, again, because I didn't go into this with any expectations or any sense of I'm gonna be a content creator now and and people are gonna think this is it seems people do think it's cool, you know, there's there there's the little voice in the head that's just like yeah, well, there's also no other Savage Eberron blog that I know of out there. You know, at the same time I've been in creative communities online a long time and I I don't think that people, you know, even if there's no other choice out there, will will necessarily gravitate to something they don't actually like or don't actually think has any, you know, value or quality or things like that. Uh, So that, yeah, that that's the story of... Of how I got started, I can't remember what your original question is because I, I just like to talk. <laughs> um, n-
1: no, you got a niche, man. Um, you you got that niche, which I think is really—it's really weird in Eberron because you think Eberron is such a small community as it is within the larger D and D community that me doing something even more niche on top of that. I'm not gonna get any attention at all. Um but people just eat it up, man. Like, uh with us, we were like, we'll get ten people to listen to our podcast and that'll be fine. We got
2: more than ten. We got eleven. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you know, part you know, part of that was also within um that the idea was that this wasn't just for the Eberron community, you know, mm-hmm. kind of Christian kind of Christian's vision, I guess, uh, was this is something that will you know, help introduce the Eberron community Savage Worlds and on the flip side, something that will help get the Savage Worlds community more interested in Eberron. Yeah. Um, So, you know, kind of things coming from both sides there and even just like within the last two, three weeks there's been this weird little explosion of, of interest in Eberron within the Savage Worlds community which is uh, fun to see, you know. Hey, we did it Reddit.
0: <laughs> um. I think that's one of the first times I've ever heard that phrase used positively.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like to flip tropes. I You know, I enjoy subverting archetypes. So I love Eberron
1: we'll get back to savage worlds in a moment but where did you start your tabletop gaming journey like did you start with DD?
2: if so what edition
1: or was it something else
2: all right so that's a story with a few layers but the the shorter version is in 2018 i took a trip to visit some friends in virginia And they are, you know, where their house was, was like incredibly well situated to do all sorts of exciting tourist things within like a two, you know, two, two and a half hour drive. So I was just, I was just having a blast, you know, I'd never been there before. I hadn't been back to the metro dc region since like a really uninspiring school trip in 1999 and you know i was just like all right tourist me people you know we you know when we went to the museums in dc we went to gettysburg we went to the national aquarium in baltimore which if you like aquariums is an absolute bucket list trip but you know we were going pretty hard on do on doing all the exciting exploring stuff and having fun and like like none of us are in our 20s anymore there comes to a point in life where there is such a thing as having too much fun and you just want to sleep all day and (laughs) so after about two three days of going full steam on this vacation uh you know we just called it in and just sat around you know decide we're gonna sit around the house all day and, you know, by early afternoon, everyone was awake and fed, and we were just kind of lounging around the dining room table, shooting the breeze. And one of my friends goes, hey, you guys want to play a game? And we're like, yeah, we like games. And so she starts pulling out some papers and dice, and it wasn't for d d it was a app Absolutely fantastic little no-prep, improv-heavy one-page RPG called Jason Statham's Big Vacation. Uh, it's it's from the... It's by Grant Howitt, you know, who's also known as the creator of Honey Heist and Crash Pandas, amongst other things. I didn't know any of this at the time. All I knew was, like, we're, we're gonna play some wacky improv game based on Jason Statham movies, and, uh, you know, I, I have no shame in admitting that i have an unreserved fondness for such movies and a somewhat encyclopedic memory for for bad movie trivia so i was just like put me in the game coach (laughs) um it's this so it's this fantastic little it's a fantastic little game you you know it's up to four players you play as jason's lawyer agent bodyguard and tour guide and the, uh, the GM plays as Jason Statham. And the goal, of, the goal of the game is to guide Jason through a series of three different scenarios while preventing him from becoming critically bored, critically sad, or assassinated by Wesley Snipes. And, oh my uh, God. what is this game? Like, you, the, the GM rolls each scenario on a random table. And you know, you'll depending on what you roll, it'll be something like you're in an art gallery, you're at a fancy French restaurant, you're at the Greyhound track, stuff like that. And then they also roll on the table of complications for the scene, which you know might be a rival action star come to have a beef, or his meddling aunt showing up, or my personal favorite, a prompt that just says eels. That's it. That's what you will. Um so anyways this this is a short little game you know it's like an hour and a half kind of thing and i had the time of my life i have an acting background i can be incredibly shy but i also really love handing it up playing a part and it was you know this was great it was hilarious it was fun i i got to prevent jason from becoming critically sad in the very last scene by putting on a performance of the michigan j frog song good times were had by all and (laughs) then the next day we did more george things and then the day after that the same person who had run jason's day from his big vacation I don't think she even asked us what we wanted to do at that point, but we were sitting around the dining room table again, and she just pulled out a bunch of character sheets and some dice, and was like, hey guys, we're playing D&D now. And, uh, you know, and yeah, it it was fifth edition, and we, you know, we played this little introductory session and then agreed that after the vacation ended. We wanted to keep up playing, um, so we had this little campaign go for about five, six months. That was my foot in the door for tabletop in general. How I got in, into uh, being a complete show for Savage Worlds is its own separate story.
0: I'm just, I'm, I'm fascinated by this RPG. Oh my goodness! I'm, I, I this is, this is, uh. Jason Statham's think,
2: Big Vacation?
0: Yeah, oh my goodness. We just, oh, yeah. we just got Grant, it. Grant we just Howard is it. Amazing. Yeah, already, yeah, It's so good. It's it is so, so good. good. All right, I'm going to call uh, Jason Statham and Wesley Snipes, and we're going to get them to play it with us.
2: <laughs> Seriously, it's the best, like.
1: <laughs> I love it. Um, so I suppose that's when we transition into Savage Worlds? Question mark.
0: I don't know. You don't seem sure in yourself. I, like, I, I never. You, you're doing the interview here. You're supposed to. You're supposed. I don't to know. know. You
1: aren't interviewing at all. So well, no, because step I was step
0: up. A, a, oh, what do you? Well, oh, I'm sorry. I, who brought all the fun? Who brought the pizza mouth? That was me. Thank you very much.
2: He has got you there.
0: I'm I'm getting ready to go into a diatribe about Wesley Snipes and Jason Statham. You're like, let's talk about Savage Worlds, okay?
1: Savage Worlds does need to be talked
0: about. I know! I'm, let's talk about Savage Worlds! I'm excited to talk about Savage Worlds.
1: So why is Savage Worlds better than Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition, Skelly?
0: Look at that scene. Look at that. That seemed more yeah. confident. That was a much more confident question.
2: Wow, that... I feel like, you know, asking that question phrase that way is the kind of thing that gets, like, people saying bad things about me on Twitter. Um,
1: <laughs> Don't worry. But... I'll be the one to say bad things about you on Twitter and it'll be like, she's way too pretty.
2: Uh. Oh, I'm too beautiful for my own good. I knew it would come back to bite me one day. Um, So, let me preface this by saying that I, you know, I have absolutely nothing against 5e, you know. Like so many other people who have started playing tabletop in in the last five-ish years. You know. That was my introduction to tabletop gaming. That's how mm-hmm. I got my foot in the door. That's how I found out about Eberron. And you know. I I will still. I will still play 5e. You know. For, uh, for one shots. Or if someone invites me to. Or something like that. Of course. But Savage Worlds has definitely become my preferred system. Especially for Eberron. So why. Why do I prefer it? Because I. I don't want to say why is it better because then people will get angry at me on the internet. But you're um, right.
1: I, I should have. I sh- I I should have been the one to 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 phrase that better. Um, why is is Savage World uh, preferred over D and D for
0: uh, pre- preferred over Fifth Edition trash for for you know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, let's just get it canceled. Come on, let's go. All right. Alright. There, there are a few things I really like about it. One, and this was a really hard thing to wrap my head around as, as a new player and I, I got a lot of help with it, was uh, classes don't exist in Savage Worlds. You build your character exactly how you want to tell the story you are telling, and not only that, but you increase that story Every single time you take an advance, um, which is Savage Worlds jargon for leveling up, you know. So there there aren't any dead levels the way there are in other systems. Every time you get an advance, you're either bumping up bumping up a skill die or bumping up an attribute die or getting a new edge. Which for five E players is kind of the kind of similar defeats, but on steroids. It really enables you to tell a very particular story, not not that you can't tell, you know, tell a very particular story in in D and D, but it's the idea of that story being locked in in some ways. You know, okay, I know that when I get to seventh level, I'll have uncanny dodge, mm-hmm. as opposed to, well, you know, I initially thought I might want to. Uh, to get thievery as a skillet in my next advance, but actually the story's kind of changed, and I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna take an edge instead. Um,
0: so what you're saying is that you feel that with that the game allows you to tailor your characters a little more. I think that's kind of neat. I didn't realize that was an option. Now, what about like balancing amongst the team? If each individual player is going and taking edges and things like that, do you feel? Without the classes, that you lose that sense of balance.
2: Okay, balance. Balance in Savage Worlds is a bit of a strange concept because um, there are a couple of things in play here, and I guess the biggest one is the mechanic of exploding dice and raises. Um, the target, no- you know, the target number for most things in Savage Worlds is four. It's not a D twenty system, and so let you know, let's say I want to make a persuasion check. For a basic success, I need to roll a four. But for every further increment of four I roll above, something extra will happen. You know. If I if I roll a four and say, you know, hey guy, I need some I need some information about that shady shopkeeper down the road. The guy might say, oh yeah, that's, that's Bill. You know, he, we know him around town. If I get a raise, he might say, oh yeah, that's Bill. He likes to, you know, he likes to drink at the bloody mug. You can find him there and probably corner him a little bit. So that, you know, so that's one thing where the system of raises changes how things happen versus a D20 kind of binary pass fail system. And the other big thing in terms of balance, especially in terms of things like combat encounters, is that because of exploding dice, effect- balance effectively doesn't exist in combat encounters in Savage Worlds. Uh, the exploding dice being, any time you roll a max value on a die, you get to roll another die of the same value, and it keeps going until you until you stop rolling the max value
0: i was going to say i've done that with uh uh, world of darkness world of darkness we did a campaign and they had the exploding dice i really enjoyed that i think it's a fun mechanic
2: it's it's absolutely wild also our table doesn't play with the wound cap which is something else i can explain later but it's not really terribly relevant but the point is that You can kill anything at any time in Savage Worlds, but anything can also kill you at any time in Savage Worlds, you know. Early on at the campaign, about 11-12 sessions in, we had an encounter uh, with the Emerald Claw. And there was kind of like a a mini-boss type of character on the field. But most of them were just, you know, what what you consider like random bandit stats. And... One of my party members got taken to incapacitation, number of wounds, by some random goon with a, a D4 dagger, which is like the weakest possible weapon in the game. The this bandit just got a ridiculous raise on it and blew, you know, blew all of his. Wound allowance out of the water, and even though he was able to soak it, he still finished the encounter with two wounds. Yeah, you know, that was how. <laughs> that was how bad it was on just that one roll.
0: Oh my um, goodness!
2: And yeah, that can happen to anyone anytime. time. So I guess to answer your question about party balance, there's still overlapping skills. There, there is a core set of skills in Savage Worlds the way there are, you know, your your basic skills everyone has in 5e. But a character creation, and going forward on advance, if you want to spend your points that way, you can add more skills to the pool through point through point by character creation or use of an advance. You know, party composition also depends heavily on what edges you take, every edge has a requirement to it. You know, some are as simple as, it depends what rank of advancement you're at, and others are, okay, you know, want, okay, you want this edge? You're gonna need to have a D8 in fighting and a D8 in agility before you can take this edge. So people are, you know, always building their characters, and, you know, thinking of the future in that sense, and, not everyone wants to invest that D8 in fighting or agility. So you're you know, you're gonna fill a role they're not. Um, I'm not 100% sure how to answer your question, Steve, except <laughs> that, um, yeah, trying to make a quote, "balanced party is kind of irrelevant.
1: Yeah, cuz like in, in, well, I, in quiet, Savage Worlds like the the system itself isn't built around the idea of because it, it doesn't really have the classes. It, it's not really built I, around that. I I think that, that
0: that might be my problem is that I'm I'm used to the traditional like hey, we need a rogue, a fighter, a cleric and, you know, some mm-hmm. sort of caster that that would I, but I guess if, if the world isn't built that way, I guess it wouldn't necessarily be needed.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so So, like with my current party for the game, I'm just wrapping up. The party is a druid who I believe wound up uh, reworking his character after a bit into a sorcerer arcane background. But his, you know, kind of his thing is he's got an offensive spell, he's got a, a crowd control spell or two and he also has um, a lot of support spells that's his thing and then we have the equivalent of a paladin who is really tough hard to hurt yet decent in a fight gets a lot you know gets a lot of work done with his axe but he also has support and buff spells but he doesn't have access to the same spell, as, even so, as the as Sorcery. That, that's still a thing we're, we're using. Um, yeah, then we've got a Mark of Shadow Elf, who primarily has relied on uh, um, melee fighting and using his mark for shenanigans. We've had some excellent shenanigans. Um, and then, and then there's me, who's like, built around melee fighting, and talking, and I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, in in some sense, we all technically do a lot of the same things, but because we've all built our characters really differently as we go through our advances, Yeah, there's not a concern of overlap. I've never felt like anyone's stepped on Jack's toes. Um, I hope no one's felt like Jack stepped on their toes. uh, Everyone has their place. Everyone's got their place in the party.
1: So, we're gonna move on to the fun questions. The fun questions?
0: The yeah, the fun question. sounds good. Uh, yeah, no I was going well, no, uh, I was going to say Savage World sounds very interesting. Oh
1: yeah, no. I super I I'm super really want to play Savage I'm excited to
0: try an Eperon version of that. I, I think that that would be uh, something good to look forward to.
1: I just like playing different
0: RPGs. We are behind on. See, we don't play any RPGs anymore. We've no. lied uh, to all our fans and pretend that we're still a cool hip D&D player. We don't do that.
2: Well, keep your eye on, on the LFG channel on the Eberron Discord, because my beloved GM who posts to that server as uh, under the name FreeWolf um, is is looking at running some some intro to Savage Eberron one-shots.
0: Well, that might anywhere. be fun.
2: So yeah, keep, definitely keep an eye on that channel. Um, I, I can't think of a better person to learn from.
0: Uh, the, see that I'm gonna have to look into that because I definitely mm-hmm. want to play
2: a lot of it's finding the times
0: I think that mm-hmm. that is part of the problem uh, finding the time and then I can't commit to a time because my schedule changes every week it makes it so difficult
2: oh uh, yeah cest rough I don't know what
0: that means but yes
2: but this is a sad story and rebecca promised fun questions fun questions no we only so
1: i need to preface this with you are the first person we've interviewed that has gotten these questions ahead of time that has not specifically listened to one of our oocs to know what
2: the questions might
0: be so depending on how good your answers are we may never give people the question ever again
2: Oh, it's like that old AV club thing where they'd like have people come in and do covers and it was first come, first serve, and they crossed the song off the list and no one else could play it after that. Yeah, I'm down. Let's do it.
0: All right. Here we go.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, Steve, you ask.
0: <clears throat> so the question that we always ask... Um, oh, am I do- which one am I doing?
1: Whatever. Because I always
0: like the one as opposed to the other. You I like the other question. Just I don't do like it. it. Okay. Just ask
1: the stupid question. So the question
0: that we always ask is we've introduced radio to eberron if you could introduce one thing into a fantasy setting what would it be
2: into any fantasy setting any fantasy
0: setting anything at all we've had people introduce what was it spider goats spider goats are now a thing that's just a nightmare uh what did steve introduce i can't remember what steve introduced
1: i don't remember either i think he said nothing I, I think he talked his way around that question.
0: He does seem like the type who would be like, well, everything really exists if you try hard enough.
2: Some people have said cell phones.
0: Yeah, cell have, phones. Yeah. So whatever. The internet. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and you know, I, I did play in an Eberron game where, um, like, you know, sending stones, handheld sending stones were, you know, the ubiquitous smartphone, you know, flip phone kind of thing. So yeah, that happens. Um, all right. What would I introduce into any fantasy setting is way too broad for my brain, but I can tell you what I'd introduce into Eperon for kicks. All right, a um, couple of things come to mind. One is the birthright. uh Was is it called the birthright mechanic from uh, from Morrowind and Oblivion, where you know you're born under a particular star Star, sign that that guides your you know guides your path and gives you a you know gives you some kind of status effect you know sometimes it's a flat buff sometimes it's power for a price um you know I, i think that's a really neat mechanic and and to a certain degree it actually is baked in Kind of, kind of baked in, in a way, to Savage Worlds, you could easily reflavor it, you know, by starting the game with your choice of edges and hindrances. Um, you know, the hindrances being how you get the points to start with edges, so again, it's power for a price. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I kind of really like that idea for Eberron, especially with all the moons and uh, and stuff like that. I just think it's neat. Um, and... I
1: know um, a person who may or may not be speaking at this very second uh, was working on a moon supplement wherein we were talking about doing that exact thing. Mm.
0: Really? You know someone that's crazy. And how often would you say that they're working on that moon supplement?
1: Um, not very often because all <laughs> of the other people who are working on that moon supplement uh, have other things that they need to be doing right that's
0: now. That's true. They're all too cool. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So, the, yeah. So, yeah. So you know, the uh, the birthright mechanic from the older Elder Scrolls games, I think. I was going to say, really so cool. the
0: birthright mechanic plus the, the way that you've uh, done it uh, or said it's done through Savage Worlds reminds me of the uh, flaws and feats of 3-5. So you could take a flaw and then you get a bonus feat that you could just choose at level one, uh, which was a thing that I really liked. I, I like building those into the background of the character to make them more exciting. I, I think that that'd be fun to have the birth rate in there, especially with the 13 different moons.
2: Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if, if you were to ask me about hindrances in Savage Worlds, I would talk your ear off. I think they're the best part of the game. But um, the other thing, there's an article on my blog about that by the way. Um, but the other thing that I think would be fun to introduce in uh and certain Eberron campaigns, depending on where it fits or not, is, uh, about 20 years ago? I read this book series by an author called Naomi Novik, and the basic premise of it was, what if the Napoleonic War was fought, not not at sea, but in the air, and the planes were dragons? Um... So you know you have like dragon dog you know people riding dragon dog fighters and dragons serving as like bombers and it's and you know it's very much a symbiotic relationship between the dragon and the crew or or the rider and I think there's totally a place for that Eberron
0: I was gonna say I definitely think so as well. I kind of
2: love that idea, and I'm
1: going to have to look up this book now.
0: Calm down. I can see the excitement No, okay, so okay. I'm
1: sorry. Napoleonic Wars. That's probably one of my favorite eras because that's right over top the Regency era into the Romance. And uh, don't, don't uh, me.
0: I have heard enough about the Regency and the Romance and the Napoleon. I'm good. I'm. But have you heard
2: enough about Horatio Hornblower and the Master and Commander Patrick O'Brien, Box?
0: no i I've, I've not heard enough about I that bet let's, you let's talk about that let's talk about that
2: <laughs> anyways yeah those those are the two things that i would happily introduce into uh into the world of eberron and there's also uh you also kind of in the later portions of those dragon rider books there's like a whole plot arc involving um you know the dragons are are completely sentient but they're treated as as animals and property and you know there's this whole like plot arc of the dragons starting to go wait a minute but y- you guys get to do all this cool stuff and have all these rights that we don't um that that's not right we need to do something about that so you know you know it ties into stuff like uh the Warforge struggle in Eberron. Hmm. They could be allies in the fight for being recognized. So yeah.
0: I think that if you had dragons on your side, I think people are gonna like. At th- at that point in time, people are gonna no. Okay, you can have rights. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean the,
2: there there is also that you know that it was yeah the 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 plot arc was a little bit you know. There was very much that question of, you are dragons, why are you not just giving, you know, giving the people what for and and swanning off and living free in Dragonland? They're not, who's gonna stop you? Not, not some guy with, like, a Napoleonic musket. But, anyways, they're fun books, they're good books, I like them.
1: I'm gonna have to look up these books. I said that already.
0: I know. I know. You're to. you're excited. Yep. yep. You're yep. already excited about the books.
2: Yep.
1: Next time we go to the mall. Um,
0: <laughs> oh, cool. We'll just never go to the mall. All right.
1: Shit. <laughs>
0: just wait for the mall to die naturally. <laughs> it's
1: happening. Soon. Oh no. Too real.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ours. Uh, we've been back recently, and it is a husk. It it's was. Awesome. It was very light before. COVID and COVID did it no favors. Uh it looks like the mall has COVID. It's just not doing well.
2: Oh man.
1: There's a death rattle.
0: <laughs> this there's a death rattle in between the uh the old what used to be Sears and then uh what used to be the Elder Beerman. Both of those closed mm-hmm. and now there's that death rattle.
2: Oh man, the death of Sears was intense.
0: We lost that one. Like They still have the JCPenney's. I think if that goes, that's the end of yeah, that mall. our
2: mall
1: only has two anchor stores now, and it's Target and JCPenney's. Mm-hmm. So it's rough. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> Ellie, if yes. you could uh, we're use... We're calling
0: I thought you said, you've got to make up your mind what I names we're using. I will
1: never make up my mind.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Um... <laughs> <laughs> If you could use any magic spell in real life, be it a D&D 5th edition one, um, whatever, uh, what spell would it be?
2: Ah, oh, that's easy. I, I'm real basic. I want teleportation. You know, I live across the country from my mother, I live far away from all my dearest friends, and I hate to fly and I'm also not made of money. So, give me that teleportation. Tattoo me up with the Mark of Passage. I'm sad. I mean, I
0: I agree with that one, but then also I am petrified of, like, that (laughs) fuck-up. That percentage chance of everything going wrong is like, mmm, it's it's not as low as I think it is.
2: Flying suddenly seems reasonable. I grew up on Star Trek, I know all about transporter malfunctions, everything's fine in the end, so what if you're like, you know, a partial lizard person for a few hours? It's all good.
0: I mean, that, But that's, that's, that's a little different, that would be like if there was a malfunction in a teleportation circle, that's not if you're casting it. If you're casting it, and now you're stuck in the middle of the woods, and you're also a part lizard, I think that's gonna just... <laughs>
1: And then you become a cryptid, and it's all good. You're living the life.
2: It's a risk I'm willing to take, because I'm cheap and I don't want to spend all that money on flights.
0: Oh, that's another one I didn't think of. Yeah, the money aspect, I guess that does make sense. But man, I can't, because I am... Although, for teleportation, what do you have to have? I know teleportation circle, it's 100 GPs worth of magical pigment. Not what that is if for regular teleportation? A
2: markedorian air.
0: Ah, uh, that's true. If you're a marked, yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, just uh, manifest a dragon mark. Dragon mark. Fancy. Yep. Fancy tattoo.
2: Yeah, that, that's my that's my new life goal. I'm sure it's perfectly <laughs> attainable if I just believe in myself.
0: I yeah, yeah I'd say just believe hard enough. Uh, Keith did it. He he believed hard enough, and then created an entire world. So I think maybe, maybe just maybe, because uh, he's got the mark of making now. Yeah, he does. Yeah, on yeah, yeah,
1: his right shoulder. Yeah, it's, it's a greater yeah. mark
0: too. It's creation, isn't that what greater mark is?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, look I'm at that. Sure. I know my stuff. Yeah, it's three point five. I don't know a lot of three point
0: five. Yeah, that's right. You've been faking it this whole time. No one knows. Rebecca does not actually know anything about Eberron. She's just been faking.
1: I do. I fake all of my Eberron knowledge, and they still made made me a moderator (laughs) on the Eberron server. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Steven.
0: Don't fucking Steven me. (laughs) You gotta brag again about being a moderator? Okay, yeah, we get it. You're cool.
2: I'm not cool. So okay. how about that, Stephen, eh?
1: So how about that, Stephen? Do you have any other questions for our lovely, lovely guest before she starts pitching all of her stuff?
0: I mean, I would love to sit here and discuss Savage Worlds all day, but it has been a very long interview already. And I feel like if we start going down that road, we will not get to what we need to do. So I will respectfully, because I'd love to just hear about all of the mechanics of it absolutely but no i need to i need to focus uh so i think we're good i think that this is a nice place to stop i think we had a nice conversation is that what you want to hear
1: i mean i just asked you a question i didn't want <laughs> want or not want to hear anything in particular
0: there's so much sass between us today what is going on
2: <laughs> i have that effect on people i'm sorry
0: all right we gotta get rid of skelly that's it bye skelly
2: bye, bye. <laughs>
1: No, tell our wonderful listeners who have gotten this far where they can find um, your podcast.
2: Podcast. It's not a podcast, Rebecca.
1: That's what I'm on the doing. podcast
2: now! <laughs> <gasps> the podcast is coming from within your house!
1: <laughs> where they can find your blog, find you, find out more about Savage Worlds, you know, whatever. Whatever. Whatever.
2: All right, so... uh about me um my blog is called tales from savage eberron it is at savageeberronhills.com um you can find it for uh gosh are we at 44 weeks of uh of stories to tell for the the tale of the secrets of the ashen crown uh yeah we've been this campaign has been what i suspect is a is a heavily modified version of of that fourth edition adventure i was gonna say how many
0: pieces have you recovered at the ashen crown
2: uh we have recovered all of them we're uh having our final session next week and oh very nice over and then we're rolling in to a, a fresh new campaign um which is going to be based on the Pathfinder Skull and Shackle's adventure path and take place in the Lazar Principalities.
0: Alright, just let me know what day it is and I'll be there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, yeah. Tales from Savage Eberron is the name of the blog. It has lots of content for you to read to uh, to hear the story of the Secrets of the Ashen Crown. Um, there's a little bit of... You know, there's typically some light mechanics and background talk at the end of of most recaps, but there's also some dedicated articles in their own category for mechanics about things like hindrances and bennies and cinematic combat and how that works in, in Savage Worlds and uh, all that good stuff. You can find me... On Discord as the Lost Skeleton, that is really the number one place to find me and get in touch with me. As far as public servers go, you'll find me on the official Ebron Discord and the uh, unofficial Savage Worlds Discord. Um, I I do not tweet. I do not use Facebook, um, so I'm y- you'd have a hard time finding me there. Um, I'm also the lost skeleton on Xbox Live, so you know if you want to play something, I don't know, hit me up, whatever, we'll talk. Um, Alright, I'm adding you now. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, best place to find me is either on Discord or by using, uh, by leaving a comment or using the contact button on the blog. And I will be more than happy to talk your ear off about Savage Eberron. And uh, I think that's what Steve wants to do after we stop recording.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I think we'll just jump into an Xbox chat and then we'll just play Xbox and uh, talk about Savage Worlds. That, that seems like a great time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So everybody who's listening is going to go over to your blog and they're going to go to the the very... Let's do the very latest blog post. Whatever it is. Okay. The very latest. The very latest. And w- what are they going to write in the comment
0: section? I don't know. You tell me. Jason Statham. <laughs> going to write Jason Statham right in the comment section. Uh, just le- that way Skelly knows uh, that Gembo, Tamara, and uh, Hunter all made it through the ups. <laughs>
2: <laughs> at least, uh, you know, at the very least, you know, right. Write whatever you want, but be sure to just, like, sneak in a reference to Jason Statham. There you go, perfect. Yeah, yeah. somewhere. No, no, read
0: it, read it, talk about it. Learn about the Action Crown. The Action Crown was a hell of a module, and we couldn't figure out how to work it in yet, and I would love to have references, to It was such, it was a really good time. I, I enjoyed that one from 4E. I stole it for 5 and for 3-5, mm. but...
1: Well, thank you so much, Ellie, uh, Skeleton, Skelly, whatever. Because I'm not deciding and I won't ever decide. <laughs> I have for many coming hats. On. You do, you have many hats. Yeah, but thank you for coming on and chilling out with us and talking about Savage Worlds and your blog and all that good stuff. The moment that you had announced that you were actually publishing your Game Tales writings, I was like, yep. she's coming on. Yep. <laughs> I told Steven that day. I was like, she's got a blog now. Uh she's coming on, right? We're we're doing this. Doing and he's this. like, yeah, yeah, we're doing this. So yeah, thank you. And I mean, I'm sure that we're gonna have you back at some point because we're like be that.
0: Yeah. Thank you all yeah. for listening. Thank you all for being here. It was an absolute pleasure having you all listen and remember to watch out for Pizza Mow. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: True words were never spoken. It's a good fucking <laughs> PSA right there, I'm telling you. <laughs>